Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. Good morning, Key. Good morning, Jay. Morning, sir. Morning, morning, yes, morning. Morning, gentlemen. Good morning, yes, Joseph. Good morning, uh, J.D. Williams. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to go golf? Or I'll, see, you? I'll see you at the club. I'll see you at the club yes. later on this afternoon. Are you going yachting today? What's uh... On the back nine. <laughs> With the South, probably not. All right. Um, it's Super Bowl week, guys. But the Is NBA it? trade de- – have you heard of it? No. Super Bowl week. No idea. The NBA trade deadline is two days away. And yesterday on the show, we asked Kendrick Perkins if he would trade James Harden to the Sixers for Ben Simmons. Here's Perk. Yeah. And if I'm James Harden, I want to get traded. I want to get traded. I want to go play with the big fella. I want to go play with the league leading scorer, one of the most skilled big men, if not the most skilled center to ever play the game. Hell, yeah, I want to go down there to Philly and play with him. Right now, the way the Sixers are playing, they they, they, they have better culture. They have better togetherness. And, and, and Philly just look like, you know, I can't do especially MB. If I'm James Harden, I definitely want to get traded. And it makes sense for both parties because if I'm Brooklyn – I don't know if I'm going to lose James Harden in the offseason. So why not get a Ben Simmons right now? Why not? I agree with Big Perk on if James Harden wants to play with Joel Embiid. That's understandable because that could be the best pick-and-roll combination we've seen since Stockton and Malone. You could argue it could wind up being the best best ever. ever. Yeah. But where I vehemently disagree with him and where I think he's dead wrong is that would not be in the best interest of the Nets right now. Why the hell – what I want to give my opponent, somebody that I can see in the Eastern Conference semifinals or finals, a rival, a tool like James Harden right now. I, I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't want to see Joel Embiid and James Harden, potentially the best pick-and-roll combination ever to play the game, in the NBA Eastern Conference finals. No. I wait until the offseason, and I say with generational talent like we have here, Key, with James, with Kyrie, and with Kevin Durant, I roll the dice on this, and I say, let's try to run it back, and let's try to win this thing this year. If we don't, then we can explore trading you in the offseason, James. Yeah, that, that, that. yeah do, it, do it in the offseason. Yes. There's, no yeah. there's no need to do it right now. You do it in the offseason, and if Ben Simmons is the, the piece that comes back, I understand what you're saying, Jay, about the pick and roll and what the net, and what, what Philly could, could potentially uh, be to the Nets, but flip it on the other side. If you got Kyrie, KD, and Ben Simmons, that's a thorn in their side as well, even though Ben Simmons can't shoot from the arc, but he got a lot of other stuff. You know, he got, got a lot everything of other else. stuff. He's I got mean, everything I- out. Like Ben Simmons at his size, his handles basically unprecedented. His defense crazy, can gu- legit guard all five positions. He, he has – uh, court oh, vision gosh. and passing ability at <laughs> key. Oh, God. At he's six watching foot him shoot 10. right now. He just, but the, what's crazy is what's crazy is in so many other departments he could be the best ever at his size, but in one department shooting, it's like psychotic. How what kind of an issue he has? Key, I need I need more than Ben Simmons. Sorry, man. Key, I need more than Ben Simmons. But you're both right about. I this. need Ben Simmons and I need Seth Curry. Yeah. Or, yes, or, or about Tobias what, Harris. I know. No, his contract is too big. I need Ben Simmons and I need Seth Curry. Well, what, however Hart. you, however you get to the deal, and get the deal constructed and get it done, 
whatever it's worth. My whole point is Ben Simmons is the the key to the deal. Yeah, he's well, the the main piece to the deal. And if if I'm giving you James Harden in the offseason, you can give me Ben Simmons and you know give me Curry or whoever. Just package it up, whatever the package is. It just people think taking Harden away from the Nets is going to completely uh, dilute the Nets. That's not the case. But let, real, real real quick, guys. It, so Ben Simmons is not equal to James Harden value as a player. He's just not because the, because the shooting problems are so pronounced. Yes. Right. Okay. So you're looking at distressed assets they're both distressed assets but because they're both distressed you know if if Harden wants out if Harden wants out then Harden's still above Simmons the yes. reason the offseason makes sense is since Harden will be a free agent if he's like look I'm gonna sign elsewhere now you can do a sign and trade right because yes. because you, you're not gonna get full value for him but you're gonna get a lot of it if you move him for Simmons and also if you do that now Kyrie can only play half the games because of road games that may not be the case next year so Kyrie and Katie think playing that. together that's different like look but I, Jay I, let me ask yes. you this though because of the shooting issues that that he has, mm-hmm. Ben Simmons has, and we know James is a pure shooter. He can get out and score with the best of them or whatever the case is. But you still got two, and I'm just talking about next year, I ain't this year. You still got two elite scores in Katie and Kyrie. So even though I'm taking away one score, I still got two. Most teams in the NBA, hell, most teams in NBA history only has two scores that won championships. Oh, I, it's rare. Who can get their own shot? Yeah, I love this at move in the level. off season. I, I love this move. If I have Kyrie Irving full time, and like I said to you before, I also asked for Seth Curry because Joe Harris has been hurt this year. So if you're telling me in that deal I can get Seth Curry and Ben Simmons for James Harden, and I combine that with Joe Harris, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant, and I have Ben Simmons locked in for the next three years. I'll take that in an offseason. Yeah, unless you can keep Harden, because I hear what you guys are saying. To, to like when Key, when well, you say two scores, you mean Harden or winning a championship? No doubt. But when you say score, Key, you mean two guys who can go get their own shot at a very yeah, high level scores. and score. Like, yeah. yeah, every everybody in the, the NBA can score. Right, right. It's just can you create your own shot? Here's the thing, and at a certain level, not a six man. You're talking about two All Star caliber dudes. Yes. Okay. Um, so yeah. here's the difference with the Nets and every other team that ever existed. They have three guys who had at historically elite levels at their size, maybe the best ever at almost seven feet, six foot five and six foot two or whatever Kyrie is, can go get their own shot as well or better than anyone who ever lived at their size and can make the shot from anywhere on the floor as well. I'm talking about getting to the rim, shooting it from three, shooting free throws, mid-range, Ever to anyone who ever lived. Like, you got three of those dudes on the same team. You don't give that up unless you have to. And by the way, Vegas still has them one of the favorites to win it. If they're all healthy, they're going to kill everybody. I don't care what well, anyone says. If they're all know, healthy, man. they're going to If they're all healthy and playing, no one's going to stand up to that firepower. You mean in the East or in the championship? Period. Well, key, all I'm saying, I know, per, I know them, Big Perk was them talking dudes, about them chemistry. out west, though, man. That Golden State and that Phoenix, you can't count that out. Okay. You don't, they don't want it with I, the Nets I, if the Nets all, are healthy. Tried to, I know people try to use the argument, well, chemistry is a really big thing. I'm like, okay. It was the same with last year, right? Like, let's just wait until we get after All-Star break. And how many games realistically do you think KD, Kyrie, and James need to play together to get warmed up? Eight. <laughs> <laughs> right, six, eight. I mean, Kyrie's going to only play road games. I mean, 
Jay, that's gonna, what happened last year. I'm telling you, I was like, I don't know if this game. is going to work. Kyrie played every game last year. But, but okay, Kyrie did. But early on, I'm like, I don't know if this, is, this thing's going to work. And Harden showed up out of shape in the whole thing. They were playing solid defense within two, three weeks. Like, and, and the offense was bananas from the beginning. <laughs> I mean, do you remember when Harden, they, they took a West Coast trip, no KD, and Harden, and, and Kyrie may have been in some of the games, they were beating everyone out west, just Harden and, and sometimes Kyrie. Yeah, they do need to – look, I, I think the, the two things you worry about with the Nets, Steve Nash, coaching ability, right, because I think sometimes when you have a lot of superstars that can make up for lack thereof. And then also where this team is defensively. I mean, their last 10 games, they rank last. Joe Harris. Last yeah. in the yeah. NBA as far as defensive efficiency. Whereas before KD got hurt, they were middle of the pack. Yeah. That's the other thing about KD. When KD's be- also a good defender, man. <laughs> like, people overlook it because everybody always talks about can, offensively what it brings to can the we say something? Can I say something else about this? I mentioned the scoring at all three levels. KD has become an excellent passer, and the lane's always open to him because he's seven feet with a wingspan, right? Um, Kyrie can obviously pass the ball when he wants to, and, 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 and James Harden. Like, the, it's, it's not just the scoring. It's the offense of all three dudes. Yeah, but you don't need you don't need all three to win a championship. Two of the three do just fine. Yeah, I, I just, just you know, see I, it, I think man. sometimes I just know, see there it. ends up being a lot of talk about. I mean, yo, Miami. I know people overlook Miami. They're real Miami, good. Miami's really good. Don't forget, Miami has PJ Tucker. Miami has Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Like they, they have guys who learn how to win championships before with the Bucks and also with the Toronto Raptors. So you combine and, that with Jay. Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, the way they play. Let's choose up teams. You and you mentioned coaching. Spolster's Eric a Spolster. pretty good coach. Yeah. Pretty good coach. And Milwaukee's there too now. Look, if the Nets if the Nets continue to have Kyrie as a part-time player, KD or James Harden dealing with injuries, Harden doesn't really want to be there, the rest of the league has a chance. Just picture in your mind's eye just for a second. Think about how that All sounds. three <laughs> are healthy and continuing to play together. Come on, well, how guys. How much of a disservice will that be to a game of basketball if we never see this team fully healthy? Oh, together? I just want to see it. I feel like that's where I feel like that's where we're. Trending. I don't care if they played in Utah or they played wherever. Yeah. I just want to see these three dudes get some burn together. And, and key, I don't put you know how you and I are as athletes. I don't put that on anybody. I just wonder, like, will we actually see them all healthy? Oh, yeah, you together. will. You will in the playoffs. Oh, I hope so because last year we had injury happen, and this year you're only going to see Kyrie and. Road games, and James already has a hamstring see, injury. That, see, and if KD they're healthy. Is coming off a knee injury, and two years ago coming off an Achilles injury. It just is like, damn. If they're healthy, that makes it fair. Having Kyrie only for road games makes it, I'll still like the Nets, but now it's close to 50 <laughs> 50. If they're all healthy, you got to give them some handicap. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is brought to you by CSX. Mm-hmm. CSX is hiring. Visit CXX. CSX.com <laughs> slash careers. That's CSX.com slash careers. Let's go back to the big news from the NFL this morning. I'm happy Lovey is getting his opportunity, but as I've said about the Texans job all alone, I would love to know the contract and how it reads. It's always kind of felt like this, that there were black jobs. Is when the situation is bad, that's a black job. I'm almost hot and cold. I'm glad a, a, a black coach got hired as a head coach, but I'm not going to disbar the situation in which he's hired in and a franchise that seems to have no clear direction on what they want to be or where they want to go. Preach, Swagoo. Preach. 
So Texans defensive coordinator Lovey Smith was promoted to head coach yesterday, and Adam Schefter reports that Dennis Allen has been informed he will become the head coach of the Saints. Eric Bieniemy interviewed for the Broncos and Saints this cycle, but once again gets shut out of head coaching jobs. Bieniemy's contract is up with the Chiefs, guys. Should he go back to the Chiefs? The Chiefs reportedly want him back. They've had a lot of success. They've been to four, they've hosted, not been to hosted four straight AFC Championship games. They've been to two Super Bowls and won a Super Bowl. Should Eric Bieniemy Key want to go back to the Chiefs? Yeah, there's no there's no better place right now than the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, he's not getting a head coaching job this cycle. Uh, the college situation certainly doors have closed, but I think when you got Patrick Mahomes and you're an offensive coordinator, and you're waiting to become a head coach at some point in time, then you just sit tight because they that spot might be right there in Kansas City. It might be right there. Your head coaching job might be in Kansas City in the next 12 months or so or 24 months. Andy Reid doesn't – Andy Reid's not going to coach forever. So maybe the best spot is where you're already at. Why would he leave? To do what? To go coach who if it's not a head coaching job? Is the thought, Max, that he would go somewhere else to prove that he could win not under the shadow of Andy Reid? Maybe. Um, As an OC, maybe, go be an maybe OC people, somewhere Maybe else? the belief is that Andy Reid is really the one calling the plays. But I know, Andy I, I know, I know. Wait, key, not. key, hold on. Andy Reid has said very clearly he's not. That does not – maybe that doesn't dissuade some people, okay? Oh, God. And also, well, by the way, the enemy has interviewed for a million jobs, right, and and hasn't gotten any of them. So that's my question, Max, because I, I said this before the show, because I'm like, hey, look, so he's interviewed for approximately 20 vacant positions over the last five years, and no team has extended the enemy the offer to be full-time head coach. So – I'm in the I'm in the group that wants to see Bien get a shot, but it makes me wonder like what else do teams think about him considering sixty five percent of the league he's interviewed with sixty five percent of the league has not given him a shot. Like what else is going on? So, so it makes teams wonder about his ability. Other than I know we we talked a lot about being black and being head coach and opportunity for a guy like this because of his offensive, creative and and you know, kind of innovative style and thinking that he brings to the table, but what else is going well, on? Well, until this cycle, I will point out that... Job interviews. 20, Key, yeah. in the last five but years. But I, I will so, point out that we're down to, before this cycle started, we were down to one black head coach. So if people are like, well, it can't just be because he's black, right? You would think not, and you would like to think not. But the fact is, no one else was getting hired either until Brian Flores brings yes. this lawsuit. Now we have a couple of so-called minority hires, right? Well... The, the the coaches that came before Eric Bieniemy in Kansas City didn't have to go to another spot to get hired. Mm-hmm. They they certainly got hired from the Kansas City Chiefs, Doug Peterson, Matt Nagy. They didn't have to wait in line to get another job. And you mentioned Jay, what else is there that it could be? Every coach in the National Football League and every player in the National Football League always have question marks because of what people think mm-hmm. it is. They, they, they just, it's the reality of it. When I come out as the first round pick, number one overall, there's a red flag. Oh, well, what is he? Till they dive into it and be like, oh, well. 
it always happens. It, mm-hmm. It's not a situation that you look at and you go, huh. There's been questionable hires in the National Football League all the time, every single year. They, you, you hear about he doesn't interview extremely well. Well, all those dudes that interview extremely well, they're all fired too now. Matt Nagy, I'm sure he blew the top off of it. Hmm. How did that work out? Joe Judge blew the top off of it. How did that work out? The bottom fell out. <laughs> you know? And so it's like, what do you need to do to become a head well, coach in the National Football League other than what you're doing, which is all the right things in Kansas City. That's why I say maybe he sits tight and waits for uh, a guy like Andy Reid to step aside, ah. sort of kind of like Tony Dungy did, and then Jim Caldwell got the call and wind up taking the coach to the Super Bowl. That's what – I mean, like, look, he's also been, as many jobs as he's interviewed for, he's also kind of withdrawn that, from yeah. some, right? And so – I would say the best uh, reason to stay right where he is is that Andy Reid is not a spring chicken, and and yet Patrick Mahomes still is, right? Yeah. So if Biennemi, all the success, all the familiarity where he is, if there's some understanding that he is next in line, were I Biennemi, I wouldn't go anywhere. So, I would stay so right keep, where I am. Why keep interviewing for jobs? That, that, I mean, that's a good question. Well, like, you keep it, it, my thing is, if there's a serious big raise, that says, a big pay raise in the immediate well, yeah, future, yeah, but if you're thinking Max about again. long, if you're thinking about, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's silly. Well, like, if you're thinking about longevity and saying, okay, like I could be here for the next ten plus years, if I have an understanding that Andy Reid is going to retire in this amount of time, then I will wait. Like, wh- why keep interviewing for opportunities? Well, he probably that that understanding probably isn't there yet, right? That's why I'm saying. If I'm him, I'm just going to sit tight. Yeah. And when the job opportunities – hell, Jay, you said 20, man. It ain't number 32 yeah. damn teams. I hear you, bro. In about three more years, he'd been in an interview for the, the whole damn league except <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> I have so, a question. at some point, he's either going to get a job or he's going to get the Kansas City Chiefs job. I have a question. I'm just totally ignorant of the answer. It's a legitimate question, Key. It's not rhetorical. Have you ever heard of a white coordinator – Interviewing with twenty different teams and not getting a head coaching job, is, is I that, don't I don't believe so. Like I it, don't think I've ever heard of interviewing with more than four teams. A, to be honest it's with a you, that's number. not that's a, not you know. But but that is because he is a coordinator, and every single year his name comes up, and people kind of want to check the box to see what that is. A guy named Marvin Lewis. I'm sure you guys know who that is the head coach, former head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, he went through a very similar situation when he was with the Baltimore Ravens, and then he had to leave the Baltimore Ravens because of contract. They didn't extend his contract, give him more money. He went to the Washington football team, Commanders, and the name changes every other day, it feels like, to be under Steve Spurrier as a defensive coordinator. Then he finally got hired, and he spent, I believe, 16 to 18 seasons yeah. With the Cincinnati Bengals. So, eventually it worked out, but Marvin had to wait his turn, too. Those same questions, uh, Max, that you just asked me were being raised back then for Marvin yeah. Lewis. There's That's a, a lot point. of similarities between Marvin Lewis and Eric Bieniemy. Both built Super Bowl caliber, historic for Bieniemy on the offensive side of the ball, for Marvin Lewis on the defensive side of the ball. And Marvin Lewis interviewed for a lot of jobs. People thought he was going to be Key's coach in in Tampa, Tampa when it went to yeah, John Gruden. Like he was, 
he was a finalist and, and everybody thought the front runner for the job. And so I think the enemy very similarly has gone through these cycles where everybody thinks, oh, he's going to get that job. Now he's going to get that job. I do wonder if, like Marvin Lewis, if he went to another team like, say, you know, let's say the Saints who have hired Dennis Allen or, you know, another team that hired a defensive-minded coach and he goes and builds an offense with a young quarterback there and proves it, I wonder how quickly teams would recognize and hire him because it only took Marvin Lewis one season in Washington for people to realize, okay, this guy can do it outside of Baltimore. But, so I Evan, wonder if that's the same path the enemy should consider. It's Evan, a different path, and I get it. Nobody else has had to do that. Yeah. But he's gone through this now four straight years. I wonder if at some point he should change his path to try and become a head coach no, if I, if the Chiefs is not an option. No, I, I see exactly what you're saying as far as that goes, but the situations and the circumstances were a little bit different, right? Everybody in the world knew that Marvin Lewis was calling the defense of the Baltimore Ravens. Right. Everybody knew that. Yes. And, and even to the fact that, uh, to the point, Everybody should know now that Eric Bieniemy is calling the offense for the Kansas City Chiefs because the head coach, Big Red, the man in charge, has said so. Why do we have to uh, push back on that if he's telling you? I'm not talking about— No, not you. Yeah. I'm just saying people, the, 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 the owners of these teams, the general managers, the individuals that are making these decisions— if they're making the decision to hire Eric Bieniemy based on whether or not he's calling the plays, when the coach, the head coach is telling you he's the guy calling it, why are we even going down that avenue and having that conversation? The my my thing, point Evan, is the attention on his candidacy would grow if he went and did it with another quarterback. Can you like, just imagine, though, Evan, if, you, if you're Eric Bieniemy, how frustrated that you would be? 100%. Understanding that, 100%. Understanding that Kevin O'Connell, okay, like he didn't make any calls, like, Behind Sean McVay, like, he gets a job. Oh, okay. Mike McDaniel, he didn't make any calls. Under Kyle Shannon, he gets a job. Oh, Nathaniel Hackett, right? Like, Matt LaFleur, he, were, he didn't make any calls. Like, he gets a job. So, I'm making the calls, but I'm not getting a job, but now I have to go somewhere else to prove. You know what the easiest way that it's you're – so frustrating. You know what you're saying, Jay, to me? You guys remember um, Sam Jackson in A Time to Kill? Matthew McConaughey, yes. right? Yes. And in the end, he's making all these good points. McConaughey is his attorney, and he's yes. and he there was a revenge crime, and 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 finally, Sam Jackson tells McConaughey, his white attorney, he's like, "Look, I didn't hire you because you know you're going to make this legalistic ar- argument. I'm I hired you because you know the way these people think and feel, right? The the white jury. I need you to hit them in the heart, basically. Mm. So McConaughey asks the jury to close their eyes." And he takes them through because Sam Jackson committed the crime, but it was revenge. He had a very good reason for doing it, right? Yeah, of course. And he he takes them through this horrific crime, the jury, committed against Sam Jackson's daughter, which is why he got revenge. And and he takes them through this whole crime. And as I'm sitting there watching, I'm like, this ain't going to hit him in the heart. Whatever. They already – and then he said, I want you to imagine all this. And now imagine the girl is white. And the jury all opens their eyes like, oh, oh, now we get it. And they let Sam Jackson off, right? Uh, the best way to describe what's happening to Eric Bieniemy is what you just said about O'Connell, Jay. Mm-hmm. Forget about all the particulars for a second. Just imagine, close your eyes, and imagine Bieniemy was white. 
Max. four times to the AFC Championship hosting, plus a Super Bowl win, 20 interviews, mm. not a single loss. Hey, Max, yes. we got to get the break, and I know it ain't happening, so he ain't going to be white. He is what he is. No, but not I, gonna I, happen. I, hear, I, I hear exactly what you're saying, though, Max. That's the point. He's not going to be, but <laughs> he should be happen. treated the same. Yeah. What makes Joe true. Burrow that guy? A Super Bowl champion who helped Burrow win a national title in college is next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN News all morning. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I mean, I call him Joe Thorough. I like Joe Thorough better than Joe. Joe Burr is pretty good. Joe Burr. Yeah, Joe Burr. It reminds me of, like, uh, Ice Trade, though. It's kind of like, I'm like, ah, I can't really... I don't know. If you say right. Burr, it almost sounds like Burrow. Burr. Yeah. yeah. But Joe Thorough is perfect. Yeah, that's mine. I'm trying to push that one. Is this uh well, are you still sticking with the whole Patrick Mahomes calculated risk thing that you pulled off with Tom Brady? Is that is that where you're going? You know how like you have a one take that you you kind of push oh. it to the edge? So well, so what what's the Mahomes one? I don't understand. I, I don't know. I was asking you because you have like you're good for one that you oh. stick with and it becomes Well, you know, I, you know what a hot take is and Key knows this and you know this. I don't know a hot take. Yeah, you do. A key, a hot take is a take that like look, most of us agree on 90% of the stuff, right? Like Patrick Mahomes is a good football player, really Sherlock. Yeah, we all understand that. But if you really think something through, sometimes once in a while you're going to come to a counterintuitive conclusion, a conclusion that if you don't hear the explanation, you're like, what? That's nuts. Then you've got to explain the way you think, and then you're like, oh, okay, I see the reasoning. A hot take is simply that conclusion before you get to the thought behind it. So it makes clickbait. It makes a headline. Oh, my God, he said something outrageous. Well, actually, we don't all agree on everything, and i got a different point of view about this. So do yes, I have, have an opinion. That's yeah. correct. Do yes. I have a hot take about Patrick Mahomes? I don't think so. Okay. I see. No, you know, every once in a while they come out. And had yeah, one on got, Carson Wentz. It was right. I got a hot yeah. take on Patrick Mahomes. What's up? He's cutting all his hair off. You'll see next year. <laughs> all right. What? It's not, it's not hot. What? It's not even tepid. <laughs> Keyshawn J. Will Lax is presented by. He wants to look like Jay Will. Progressive Insurance. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, look, I, if you believe it, you should say it. Like oh, if, I understand. If there are a hundred. 
if there are 100 people in a room and 99 people are telling you. I didn't mean to take you down this rabbit hole. It's supposed to be like a real quick. So why did you then? I know, you that's know, on me. Why, why I, would you do that? Because you already I like, know. I know. Max is going to go. He going to go 30 times. <laughs> then he going to stop. Right. And then he going to come back and go another 30 times. You know what, Key? It's like being in college when I turn the ball over. I just got to own. I turn it over. That's on me. Let's if move there forward. Are Max, don't pass the ball to Max again, If there Jay. are 100 <laughs> people in a room. Yeah, that's what Key, Key knows He's about still shooting. Still going down the hole. Key knows that's, about shooting. That's why tricks. I said, don't pass it to him. If there are a hundred people in a room, and ninety-nine are telling you you're nuts, you should reconsider your opinion. But if you do and you still think you're right, you should not back down. Odell Beckham Jr. said the following <laughs> about what makes Joe Burrow cool. Listen to this. I think if you you look up "cool" in the dictionary, there's a picture of him in some Cartier shades. Um, this. This guy is smooth and truly as I, you know, I didn't, I was from afar and then getting to meet him, you know, championship time, going back and kind of just kicking it with him. Like you can't help but like this guy. Man, dude had a mink coat on, man. What's not, not to like? like that. You're right. I mean, like, you know, not that I, I don't want Peter coming after me, but I'm just saying that's like some swag. You know what I'm saying? For Joe B, as I would like to call him. He got like a thousand nicknames. But the chain is the one that stood out uh, everything to me. The, the question about that, the chain. Yeah, the fact that he let everybody know this is real. I got I make too much money to be walking around here with some fugazis on. Don't you think that that little stint that he had down at LSU, granted the way he was able to complete one of the best seasons we've ever seen. But, Key, I was laughing about hearing OBJ say that. I just remember OG, OBJ being on the field, dapping everybody up with money, right? And well, just, I don't know anything. <laughs> it was documented. It was on camera. Yes, video. Yes, this video you can't evidence. hide it. Anyway. That just Why like, do you sound so guilty yeah. when you say that? <laughs> he, like, you're I don't to, know. Anyway. I don't know anything about it. What? Well, no one said anything that you knew. Anything. Imagine that. College players getting money. Yeah. Imagine that. They haven't been getting money since the beginning of time. Anyway. Ooh, all. I heard <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Go to the players, but you know, you know when when uh, the t- a college team starts to stink after like there's some scandal. Go to the players' parking lot and see see the cars that are parked there. Hey, what happened? What happened to the Range Rovers? They're gone. Yeah. <laughs> All I'm saying thought, is, Jay. I, well, I was trying to get there. All I'm saying is, Joe Burrow just it feels like for that second just dipped into that environment, like it just it added an extra element that. Maybe I'm not sure he would have had if he never went to a place like LSU. Mm-hmm. I just want to give that a little bit of credit because I, I think we kind of like gloss over that because we always talk about winning a championship. But that being part of that culture and then having that be translated into football for Cincinnati, it, just, it feels like he was dipped into something that gave him a little bit of extra culture to it. Well, when you go from Ohio State to the SEC in the South and you're at LSU and you, you're dealing with a different type of player, type of athlete, environment, all of those sort of things. And you tend to uh, – maybe he took on his his personality grew because it's really all about his personality. Uh, and I think his personality is refreshing, for especially for somebody like me that played with a bunch of quarterback, traditional style quarterbacks that, you know, everything had to be calculated. It was like uh, – here you go, read it straight, line by line. This is, the is, word is key, stiff. Like, really, really, well, really, 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 really nice. The word is stiff. Like, really, to, really, that really refers relate, to their play, too. Yeah. Really relate to black culture. Like, really, like, understand well, I'm trying to. I'm trying to be nice. I'm uh, a, Max, I'm not. Yeah. I got some good quarterback friends in there. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Vinny's in the Brads, Johnson's. Those are my guys. Yeah. You know, but it, it just, just as a whole, though, it, that quarterback, culture and upbringing when I came into the league everything was stiff 
so to speak, Max. It was everything was calculated. You had to walk a certain way. You had to stand tall. You had to shake hands a certain way. It was it was almost like did you have to speak that, that way was, too? <laughs> no, nah, man, uh, Jay, come on, man, it's me, man. Now, you know I don't even rock like that. That's why that I go against the grain. That's why it's always a problem with people like me. But anyway, I don't want to get sidetracked. So when you talk about Joe Burrow, he has that kind of energy that resonates with everybody. Yeah. And he's, he, uh, he's he not apologetic with, about who yes. he is. He can deal yes. with everybody. And certain quarterbacks around this league and in the past and even in the present, they stick right down the line. Everything is what the organization wants them to say. The organization is the leader. They want you to be a certain way. That's not Joe. I wouldn't be shocked if Joe hangs out mainly with the defensive players. I wouldn't be shocked at all. We're asking at Key J Max on Twitter, who will be the face of the NFL after Tom Brady? Want to know the results, guys? Lamar got 1.5%. Other got 13.7%. Joe Burrow came in second with 34%. So who came in first with 50%? Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. See what happens, what people say if he wins the Super Bowl, though. Someone, Damn, Lamar can only get 1%? Someone who knows Joe Burrow well and will help him understand what Key just said about him. That's next. Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN, or will help understand what Key just said about him. Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Coming up tomorrow on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. How aggressive will the Washington Commanders be in landing a quarterback this offseason? Find out when head coach Ron Rivera joins Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Ron Rivera, tomorrow morning at 8.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Max, ESPN Radio. 
three-time Super Bowl champion Kevin Falk with us now. Good morning, Kevin. Thanks for joining. Uh, good morning, man. Sorry about my tardiness. What's up, okay, <laughs> Falk, man? You good? See, Kevin, the, the, the audience doesn't even know what time you're supposed to be on. They're just exactly. like, oh, look at this. Um, well, well, you know, you know how we are. I'm still kind of professional. You know, I had a little incident last night where the alarm went off, and I had to go walk around the house in the yard for a little bit. So, going back to sleep was kind of tough. So, you, you were there with Joe Burrow with LSU in 2019 and 20. When did you realize, after being around Joe, that he was different? That he was special? Um, if you remember that that first year he came in, he got in kind of late. Um, like the first week, the first week, uh, like fall camp, um, he came in really set back and it was kind of different because the first day he was with what one of our tight ends, Phil, uh, Foster Morrow, who is with, um, the Raiders right now. And then the next day he was with someone else. And then you seen him again with another group of people. I mean, it was like, wow, this guy is really trying to fill his way out, fill the team out. Um, the first year didn't go so well, but that spring of the second year, um, after the spring, I'm like, wow, this team looks a little different. This chemistry looks a little different. Joe looks a little different. Um, and I'm like, wow, I can't wait to get back into fall camp. When we get back to fall camp, and it's the same thing, and it's like, uh-oh, they are in trouble. I can remember telling friends, like, it's going to be a different LSU team this year. Watch and see. Mm. What's up, K Falk, man? Oh, I'm telling Keith, how you doing, man? Man, I'm good. Pito told me to tell you what's up, too. Oh, man, tell Pito I said, what's up, man? <laughs> no, I, I certainly will. You had Joe at LSU with you, obviously, as an assistant coach winning the national championship. Why do you think he's able to play his best on the biggest stages? Uh, focus. Um, willingness to learn the game. Um, I've seen a lot of attributes in Joe that I've seen in Tom. I know he hates to uh, hates the comparison, but when your focus level, your concentration level, when you study the game as much as he studies the game and knows what's going on during the course of the game, and I've seen it before, I'm like, wow. Yeah, he, he has that in him. Kevin, uh, how different is the Super Bowl from the college football national championship? Uh, the next level. Um, you know how they say every next level you gotta you get to, you gotta rise up. It's the next level of the it's the next level of the national championship. Um, the feeling can be the same, but it's just, just the the level is different. You just gotta level up. Kevin Falk, 2022 College Football Hall of Fame inductee, three-time Super Bowl champion with the New England Patriots, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Do you think, Kevin, that Joe could take some of the things that, from a preparation standpoint, that he used getting ready for the national championship game, just preparation, the way he did things, and apply that to getting ready for the Super Bowl, although one is bigger than the other? I think the preparation is going to be the same because, you know, we, we are routine guys by nature. Um, I think he wants to be routine. I think every everything he does, he wants to keep it the same. I don't think he wants to change anything, and I think it's going to be the same. But like you said, it's a different stage. So 
you got to adjust that, you know, your level has to go up a little bit, like I said earlier. So what's it going to be like, man, going into the College Football Hall of Fame? Have you thought about that? Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, first of all, like I say, I, I, I didn't believe it was going to happen for a, a, a few more years or so, uh, you know, a, have that opportunity. But um, with everything that has happened to me over the past six, seven months, it's it's been one of like the – the, the thing that lifted me up, lifted me and my family up, you know, the beginning of the year. So it, it's going to be a very special moment for us. Kevin, we've been uh, talking, talking to Kevin Falk here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max ESPN Ready. We, we've been talking this morning about if the Cincinnati Bengals win the Super Bowl, Joe Burrow being the face of the NFL, much like your former teammate Tom Brady was during his career. What do you think, like, if they win the Super Bowl, is Joe Burrow now the face of the NFL? Is it still Patrick Mahomes in Brady's absence? Is it Aaron Rodgers? What do you think? I I still think he has to, to earn a little more, but uh, I think he's sure enough shown that, you know, he, he deserves some conversation with being the face of the NFL. But those other guys, they've earned their, they've earned their key. Uh, but I think Joe is, you know, understands and know where he is. Kevin, you, we uh, Max just mentioned Tom Brady and being the face of the league. 22 years in the National Football League. Three, you won three Super Bowl titles with him. We know his number of seven and appearing in ten. What did you make of his announcement to retire after a long, long 22 years? Well, first of all, I had to hear it from his mouth first. Um, it, it just – I said it uh, as soon as it happened, it was like happy and sad all at the same time. Um, like I like I retired all over again. Um, the the end of the end of our our team, our dynasty is like gone now because he was one of the last pieces. Uh, it's just a lot of different emotions that went on with it. Mm. So that's Kevin Falk, ladies and gentlemen. Kevin, we appreciate you jumping on with us this morning. Thanks. Thanks, Kev. I appreciate y'all having me, man. Thank you very much. Keep that head up, too. Um, Yes, sir, definitely. Yeah, it's interesting, guys, that even someone who was very high on Joe Burrow right from the beginning, right, for obvious reasons, is saying he needs to earn a little more before he'd be the face of the league. I just wonder, though, if he – like, it's, it's easy to say that now. Right, and I would agree. Like the way the votes came in, Patrick Mahomes fifty percent because Mahomes has been to two Super Bowls, won one, but to four conference titles, won an MVP. You know, fifty touchdown season, the whole thing. But I wonder because he they, his he just beat Patrick Mahomes to get to the Super Bowl. If he wins, not how we're thinking about it, but how are we going to be feeling the next morning? Right, like Joe Burrow's ascension, it's going to be tough. I think emotionally. In, in, in the offseason, not to start thinking about him as the face of the league if he wins, if he wins, seems well, to me. Yeah, it, just, it all just depends on what the face of the league really entails. Like, what what is it? Is it marketing? Is it the NFL marketing? Is it off the field? Like, what is it that's going to catapult him to becoming the face of the league? I'm a little shocked that Lamar only got 1%, but, yeah. you know. I think it's him with the cigars. It's him with the leg injury and battling back through that. It's him and his legacy that he had from LSU, one of the greatest college football teams 
the game has ever seen. I think it's all that package. It's also man, like if they yeah, win it. it. The injury is the only supposed failure, right? It's not even a failure because he came back from it heroically. He hasn't really experienced failure on the NFL level yet. It's like when one winner leaves, Tom Brady, another winner arrives. Oof. Um, the Nets trade rumor. We got to get into it. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio and ESPN News. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast.